Welcome, everybody, to an all-new episode of Hashtag Knicks Take Podcast, the podcast where me and Joel obviously talk all things Knicks and a little bit of things all around the NBA. Um, tonight, we obviously will be going over the Knicks win against the Cavaliers in a preseason game, making them one. No, no, no. They're two and one, right? Yeah, they're two. Yeah, two and one. Sorry. So I, I asked Siri the, the box score, and it was like, they're one and one. And I'm like, isn't this their third game? Anyway, um, huge win by the Knicks, a game that they let slip away tremendously. Um, yeah. And I, I call it the hashtag leaders of the new school, Joel. That's who yeah. brought us back. That mm-hmm. brought us back, um, and we had a huge, and I don't mean huge like he dropped 50. I just mean huge like he showed the hell up. Huge, right. huge, huge game by Kevin Knox tonight. Um, super proud of that kid, man. Again, he shows you he can do it. It's never, Joel, me and you never come into this saying, Kevin Knox doesn't have the skill. We just right. go, why doesn't he implement it in games? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Um, but kind of walk me through your thoughts on, on tonight's win. Uh, it, it was, I would say, unexpected, considering how the third quarter went. Third quarter was shit. Uh, it was actually, we were getting blown out at one point, it felt like. I actually think that's exactly what was going on. We were, like, I think, at, at worst, like, 19, down to 19. Um, and it looked bad. I mean, like, we got outshot in terms of my three-pointers. I got to look at the stats, but it was bad. It was, like, we only had, like, three threes for, like, three quarters. <laughs> yeah, I got the uh, the box score for the third quarter was uh Jesus. Well, no, it wasn't. They beat us by ten, so it was twenty three to thirteen in the uh the third quarter. We um we went bananas in that fourth, but yeah, the well, uh, the the shooting percentages and stuff were just like, you guys know, like this is a game, right? Like you're supposed to play it. Also, um, it it was just it was all over the place. But I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Joel. A lot of people want the Knicks to try to be as competitive as, as possible to try to vie for a playoff spot. I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest with you. This game right here, it, it reaffirmed what I was starting to kind of feel last week, which is I'm totally fine with just rocking with our kids and seeing what we got there. Um, right. I, I, I We'll get to what Tibbs said today about, you know, getting a superstar, but I, I'm going to keep saying this. Our savior is not out there. Our savior is going to come from one or two places. Our locker room right now, one of those guys in that locker room or through the draft. And as a Nick fan, as sucky as it sounds, we're going to have to kind of get used to the idea that, that we have to grow our savior. We can't wait for him to come like Melo did or like Amari did. Like it's just, it's not practical today. <clears throat> no, it's true. Uh, I mean, we've struck out so many times at this point. It's almost nauseating to think about <laughs> waiting for someone else to come and play for us you know I so I, at this at this point what's the point and you're right just we got to grow from within go through the draft and you know whatever free agents do want to come um and we'll obviously give the money to the right person obviously um because most of the reasons we've been getting the last two years have been temporary, like one year plus. Like, Which and then, is smart, because could you picture if we signed Julius Randle five years, $285 no, right. million, like ooh. Well, his contract was the biggest. It was like three three years, but really that third year is like could be um, – Your bounce year. <laughs> you got opt out of it. Yeah, I mean, like right. it's he's only – you could only – he's getting paid 18, but like we can buy him out for like I forgot how much. You know, so it's not 18 million. It's like only a couple thousand. Um, so it works out. <clears throat> but, you know, that's why it's basically a free agent year for him. 
because <laughs> there's a good chance, you know, we're not going to bring him back next year. And, you know, he has to play well. But, you know, there were points in this game. I mean, he is who he is. And um, him and, and uh, Peyton looked terrible at points. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was bad. I mean, Peyton, like, was trying to shoot, but, like, it just was not happening. <laughs> yeah, Peyton, uh, for some strange reason, got what I call the Russell Westbrook-itis. Which was, yeah, was I know I'm plank. not hitting, but I'm going to keep shooting. And it's like, that's not how shooting works. It's like, it'll go in eventually if I will it. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it does not work that way. And, no, uh, not at all. <laughs> it was just, it was bad. But um, Julius, um, and look, I, I think it was good that we're seeing more Julius at center. Because I, I, I've been saying now is that Julius is probably better off playing a small ball center. Because, you know, as, as, as important as it is to block shots, it's also very important to, like, hold your base. And that guy's fucking strong. Hard yeah. to move that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I would say Julius Randle is starting to become what we always thought about Melo, which was Melo was always, has always been the three. We always said, like, I think a year or two after he got here, you should probably play the four more. <laughs> like, you should probably stop trying to do the three and do the four. And I look at Randle mm-hmm. and I'm like, you should probably stop being our power forward and start being our center more whenever we need you there, um, right. which is specifically when we want to play OB Toppin uh, right. with Randall is, all right, neither one of you can play defense, but mm-hmm. maybe together you can help <laughs> like make it a little bit feasible. Yeah. And they haven't killed us when they played together on the court at the same time. So that's not, that's good. And it hasn't been terrible <laughs> defensively when they're on the floor. Right. Um, which has been good. Like today, we were um, we were without a couple of players. We had no Maryland no, Zuala didn't play. Frank Nelakina didn't play. Elson Rivers hasn't played at all this preseason due to his groin injury. Alec Burks was out today. So uh, for this, 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 yeah, for personal reasons. So there there was an opportunity for new guys to get in. Like quickly got more minutes. Um, even Spellman got some minutes in the first you know first quarter. I don't think we saw him again after that, but, but he got some minutes in there because got Mitch got in foul trouble early. <laughs> we got what we needed from Spellman. We didn't. We didn't need much more. Um, yeah. I, I will say, I think our missing piece because let's let's say realistically we don't trade for a point guard this year, right? Like our point guard is whoever's on that team. Right. I think our hidden gem is Austin. The only problem is Austin can't stay healthy. Now. But the reason why I think Austin is our our best shot at point guard is he can facilitate the ball. But what I really need from our point guard more so than anything, because we do have playmakers in RJ and Julius when he remembers like part of playmaking is like passing. Um, (laughs) But the reason why I think Austin could be our savior at point guard is Joel. You have to, you have to, he can, he can make defenses stay honest. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Usually you look at Alfred Payton and you're like, I'm not really worried about him scoring. Like I just right. have to clog the, the passing lane, try to try to get a steal. Right. Uh, with Austin Rivers, there's a lot Austin Rivers can do. Um, so if he can stay healthy, he can give us a lot offensively that Frank and Alfred can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just Austin's not your defensive guy. He can play it some. He's a dog, but. He's not your defensive guy, but he is a guy that you have to watch because he can drop 30. Um, so I think the idea of having Austin, RJ, Knox, uh, let's say Randall and, and Mitch or Randall and, and, and Nerlens, 
Um, mm-hmm. They're gonna Austin's gonna make you stay honest. Like you can't double Randall and leave Austin Rivers wide open. You know what I'm saying? Like you could with Elmer. Right. Um, so I think he could be that piece that we're missing. It's just, can he be healthy enough to be there for us when we need him? Right. I just need him to play. You know, you know, <laughs> I do, but at this point, I don't mind. Uh, I, I do believe that he'll end up being the starting point guard at this point. Um, because just everything else looks so bad, but quickly came out and played really well today. Um, really well <laughs> even on the ball he was really good he had seven assists today uh, he had a great a couple of really good passes in the fourth quarter um even with you know he played well his, let's put it this way he played really well and his shot wasn't followed that's how you know that's he had a true. good game. yeah he only now, and one three let me ask you this after seeing quickly tonight seeing him a lot more than we have in in the last two games what position would you say you're most comfortable with him being in um Probably the two, but you know, uh, one. I hope I really want him to be the point guard long term. But until his handle gets a little, until he gets more used to the speed of the game, maybe like a combo guard, more of a two uh, for now. Uh, but I do hopefully in the future want him to be the point guard. Yeah, I would say quickly and Obi Toppin's problem this season are going to be the game comes way too fast to them. Um, and they're still processing how to slow it down. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it like, oh, my God, you know, this is a huge glaring problem. They're young, and there's been no no real offseason. Right. Um, so it's gonna, right. It's going to be something that they learn that they won't perfect or even come close to perfecting until midseason. Right. Um, and, and I'm okay with that. But we've seen from both these guys, they have potential to take over a game. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's rebounding, whether it's assists, whether it's shots, whether it's dunking, um, Obi obviously is going to have to learn to be a little bit more solid in, in the defensive area. Um, mm-hmm. but quickly as a guy, I could see like Alfred Payton that has a nine steel, uh, nine steel game, eight yeah. nine steals in a game, uh, with 12 assists and maybe 10, like if, if quickly this year can average me 10 points, eight assists, four steals that pick was 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 so worth it in in every meaning of the word that's a solid first year from a guy that's not your your necessarily your cornerstone guy like he's not obi so like if obi only averaged 10 you would look at that and go your your year two better be huge right. um, but from a guy like quickly 10 8 and like four steals that's that's great that's great four steals a lot <laughs> is a lot but my thing is the only reason why i said it at four joel is he's so quick in the passing lanes he's so fast like he has eyes for the ball so he's the kind of guy that i could see you know getting around what five around five ish steals a game he could do it is, is what i'm saying i'm not expecting him to i'm just yeah, saying how fast he is that, in the yeah. passing lanes he could right if he averages one and a half to two a game i'll be happy <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but all right so who else stood out to you i mean rj rj played pre- played pretty well um mm-hmm. but to me this was a game for knox this was a game that really that Break really out. let me know he's ready. <laughs> he's ready he's ready for this year right no for me um it started off a little slow but kevin came out swinging at it you know Later on, like, as soon as that first shot went in, it was like, I'm back. That's what it felt like because <laughs> he was missing. Like, I think if I, I think he missed the first couple, like three shots he, he took, 
But once that first one went in, it's like it was a whole new human being popped up. <laughs> and he was he didn't miss after that. He was rebounding the ball. He was moving. He had a nice outlet pass to fucking RJ. Yeah. I'm like, God damn, where's this guy been? Summer league yeah. two years ago? <laughs> so who do you think has been um has been the the biggest motivator for for Knox? His coach from Kentucky or, or Tibbs? I don't know. It's only been one game so far. If he can be more consistent, then, yeah, you can look at it and say the coaching has helped a lot because he always has at least one decent game. And, he's, you know, the last two games weren't great for him. Uh, and everything's confidence with him. Same thing with Dennis. Like Dennis then I'll say what about Dennis. Um, his defense was much better today. Like, I think, I think he had, like, four steals. I swear to God, I didn't yeah. think he did. Um, it's just that his offense is kind of shaky. Like, he made some shots. Uh, his handle seems to be off, but you know, he did play, he did come to play defensively today. And I'll give Dennis credit there. Um, because he was definitely playing those passing lanes. I gave him credit for that. Um, but Ke- yo, Kevin killed it like, I was like, he was definitely, it was just nice to see that lineup in. And I get the end, not just they, they're the, the lineup that brought us back into the lineup that finished the game, and that felt really good to say. But that, like, considering the guys that were ready to play, those are the five I wanted on the floor. Yeah, and and I look at I look at RJ and I go the biggest problem I think Tibbs is having with RJ is for some strange reason, and I don't know this, so let, let me preface that. I don't think they draw up enough plays for RJ. I really don't. I really don't. Because when you watch RJ, you look at that guy and you go, How is he not averaging 20 points a game? Like he looks like he can score at will. It just doesn't look like – like, it really looks like Tibbs is, is telling them, let the offense come to you guys. And it's mm-hmm. like, I yeah, okay, you know, you don't argue with – obviously with a guy that has as much knowledge as he does. Like, who am I? But I'm like – I look at RJ and I'm like, he has it in him to get hot, like hot, hot. And I kind of just feel like they're not they're not working it to him enough. Like, how, how do you see that? Do you think he's he's getting the ball just fine? Or do you think they can maybe work it into him a little bit more than they are? I don't know. Like, I don't know. What are his plays? Like, most to me, he has to be on the ball. That's what I think um, quickly works, too, because he can play off the ball and let RJ work on the ball. <laughs> and, uh, like, today he took 12 shots. He made half of them. You know, made six. For, it was um, six or 12, or was it? Or um, I think it was, yeah. So it was 50%. And he would be only because one for four for three. But that one three was beautiful. <laughs> but he missed the other three um but he had a great you know percent he had a, a play he was a plus 13 tonight i think that's uh no plus 16 was a 19 quickly had the highest plus minus obviously with 19 uh then it was uh, then it was topping and then it was rj's that's great mitch robinson was 10 uh and then kevin knox was eight but you know kevin knox was still a big part of what what you know happened today he was three for four 75 from three point line that's great um uh, that's I think we three for five. He was sixty percent. He was three for four from the free throw line. I'm sorry, um, but after you know the way we started the game, you know, we ended up with eight threes. You know, started the game like the first three quarters of the game with three threes. Um, it's just we we took thirty four threes altogether. That we took more threes than the fucking Cavs did at the end of the day, um, and made half of that. <laughs> made half of what they made. The reason this game was even closer because they made they doubled our three point percent uh, our, our three point shots, and that's gonna be an issue for us all year. That's why they keep boxing us. That's why they keep using that same zone. 
and they're going to keep doing that until we can prove we can hit those shots. Right. So that's going to be an issue with the Knicks all year until they can prove otherwise. Uh, and maybe with the lineup that we saw, they won't do it as often, but they got to they got to do it every night. You know, I don't know. This is one good. This is one good game. We'll see if they can do it. They, they got to play the Cavs again, and the Cavs are going to be ready. So we'll see. It's Friday, right? They play again Friday. Um, I think so. Hold on. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> obviously they're not going to play them again tomorrow because I think they. Yeah, it's Friday. Play them yeah. in the garden, right? Yeah, again at the garden, garden, garden. Um. Yeah. No, guys <clears throat> will be ready. Um. And I, I, I'll say this. I, I'll say this. It's too early to go either way on the Knicks. It's been three games and they're preseason yeah. games. Um. It, it's like watching your football team dominate in, in in preseason and then they win like three games in a regular season. Um. Preseason okay. just kind of lets you know that your young guys are either ready or not ready. Um. Right. And then you know when the speed like. All right, Kevin Knox looks really good going up against blah, blah, blah. But what does he do when he has a guard Durant four times a year and then has a guard Lamar? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you know, it, it, it it's just all about seeing if your young guys are ready or not. And it, I will say, Joel, the mm-hmm. Knicks in the past three years have done a great job of fooling both me and you. Um, <laughs> they'll look good in, like, the summer league, right? And then we'll go, yo, yo, look at this. And then they'll get to the regular season, and it's like, what happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, where did you go? Um, so I'm looking at this, and I'm kind of like, Obi's kind of been trying to find his way. Uh, does that continue, or does that better up in the season? We won't know. Quickly has looked good if you give him the minutes. But that's Mark. the same way we felt about um, Brzezakis. But the question is, will you give him the minutes? Right. Um, so that'll okay. be the thing to look yeah, for. I was hoping to see today. I was too. I, I really it here's the thing. I knew if the Knicks lost control of that game, we would probably get them. And a small part of me was kind of hoping that we kind of let the lead go just so I can see something of him. Right. Um, but you know, kudos, coach, coach, coached, man. And we came back and we, and we won that game. But no. I just don't want quickly to be the Bristakis of this year a guy that looks like he has all the intangibles to be a solid member of, of, of this, uh, of this rotation and just never gets it. Cause you look at it and you go quickly can get minutes, but what happens when rivers is back and you have to play rivers bullet. Uh, you we don't know. have to play anyone, <laughs> but no, no, yeah. no, 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 not have to, but I mean, you would assume coach would probably play those guys over quickly. I hope not, but you know, to me, I'm I'm fine. I mean, they keep I'm playing fine. the way they've been playing. <laughs> like to me, I would like it if you kind of use Alec Burke and Reggie the way that they use Ellington and Reggie last year, um, to where it mm-hmm. was trying to get in where you fit in. You know, um, it wasn't more so like, well, you're definitely gonna play. Like to me, quickly has shown that he needs minutes, and I mean like quality minutes not like all right we're up by 15 go ahead or we're down by 30 go ahead like no put him in when, when it matters that's the only way we'll know if he is something is if he's in when it matters um yeah but, and I, I think his especially quickly the field goal percentage today uh, if you look at it it looks like it, was, it didn't look good but 
he, I don't know what it was, but every time he took a jump shot, he was either too far away from the three-point line or uh, like off-center, was never positioned correctly. I, I don't know if he was just too excited. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I, I think it is. I think that's him. And I, I honestly think that's Dennis's problem, too. Dennis took that one three in the fourth. That, that was, was like he bad. thought he was Curry, and I was like, "That was the moment. That was the momentum kill. That's why they sat him down." Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, that's not how you heat check yourself, man. Like, you could at least you, have been closer to. Well, the here's the problem. He, why are you heat checking after one three? You heat check after two or three, motherfucker. <laughs> after one, that's not you're on fire. <laughs> See, to Dennis, he didn't get all that much playing time last year, so to him, it's mm. like. Whenever he's I'm a, on the court, I'm hot. He's accumulating. I hit one in the first. I hit one now in the fourth. That means I'm on fire. <laughs> it's like Dennis. So if, if that's on fire, what do you think Curry is? I, I, oh, I don't know. Right. Me making one, that means I'm ready to go. It's like, no, please too don't say J.R. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> too, too, too soon to be heat checking, Dennis. <laughs> oh, man. I saw him take that. Three. Like, I was doing the, the Star Wars podcast, mm-hmm. and I looked down, and I see him shooting, and I'm like, I don't even know the context of where we were at in that specific point in the game, but I knew that was wrong. Like we could have been up by 30 and I still would have said, Nope, you got to sit down. No, no, no. That, that's how they come back. Don't, don't do that. Um, but hopefully Tibbs kind of, cause like I told you, Joel, my mindset for Dennis this year was to be more so of a slasher attack the basket. Um, I want him to be everything. Everyone keeps asking Russell Westbrook to be, and it's the guy that attacks the basket. Mm-hmm. Um, don't you're not a shooter like you can shoot but you're not a shooter right. um, so it's like just kind of do what you do best and that's attack the rim and that's why I said I thought Tibbs would want to use um, Dennis Smith Jr. the way that he groomed Derek um, which was a slasher like Derek can, Derek can hit shots we obviously see that um, mm-hmm. but in his heyday he was a slasher he was a guy that was looking to get to the rim at all times um, mm-hmm. and I think if Dennis does that, it, it helps us because if he becomes effective driving to the rim, um, it brings defenders. That's what I think Russell forgets. What I, I hope John realizes when you, when you're that athletic, it draws defenders, meaning you have someone potentially open to pass it to on the drive. Um, so I'm like, just be more effective that way. We, we have shooters. We have shooters. It's just a matter of, can they be consistent? We don't need you to be our shooter, Dennis Smith Jr. Um, be a slasher to the rim um, and, and see what you can get in, in in ways like that. It's what we said we wanted from RJ last year. If the shots aren't hitting, man, drive to the rim. Like, just drive it. Drive it and get free throws. Um, so hopefully we get that a little bit more from Dennis Smith Jr. I don't know who the hell told Alfred Payton to shoot. I, I don't know who did that, but <laughs> fire yourself. Like, fire yourself <laughs> today. Um, Alfred Payton is a guy that should set the offense and then essentially sit in the corner and possibly knock down that shot. That's it. That that's legit. All I ask from Alfred Payton. Um, but I mean, I mean, like, how do you view Alfred in, in, in this offense It's just purely our, our, um, our, our passer, or do you think he can be somebody that can develop a shot enough to be a threat? Uh, I mean, I wish I could say that, but after, you know, what, six years now he's been in the league, you haven't, <laughs> no shot yet, you're not going to get one, man. That's how I look at it. So for me, uh, he what he has to do is stick to what he's good at, you know, passing the ball, playing some defense. If that's not working, um, you got to penetrate. He's been able to get penetrating pass. Look, he can't 
if he's open, take the shot, sure. But especially when there's someone on you, and I saw him take up three when they, like someone was guarding him. Like, don't do that. Especially don't do that. <laughs> she was like, oh no, don't don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't Wide do open, that. Uh, you know, they're fuck it. You know, they're they're, they're testing you at that point. You know, they're saying you can't, you can't. But you know, at least try. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a backup. At the end of the day, he's he's a solid backup at his best. Um, and I don't know if, if he'll be starting the whole year, um, especially after today's game. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, he's had two bad games. His first game was really good. Uh, and then the last two games were not so good. Uh, and definitely can't have him and Randall on the floor together uh, when he's playing bad. Not when they're not when he's playing bad, you know. Um, also, not when – here's the biggest reason why Alfred Payton and Randall don't necessarily work together. It's because you still haven't gotten it through Randall's head that he's not a point guard. So when he's uh-huh. bringing the ball up court, it essentially leaves Alfred Payton to do nothing. So it's like, what, what, what is he supposed to he's, – he's we're working with four guys on the court at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's counterproductive. Alfred Payton should be on the court when Obi's there because if you can get – like. I think Lonzo Ball makes Zion way better than Zion could have ever been with anybody, with any other point guard, right? So I look at it, and I'm like, Alfred Payton should make Obi Toppin the same way. They should have that connection to where you're getting him the best possible looks. And I'm like, that's the only point guard I trust on our roster that can really get Obi Toppin the ball in the right spots is Alfred Payton. It's why I was kind of hoping – Obi would start this year if Alfred Payton was was indeed our, our starting point guard. Well, for real, I agree. Um, but you know, it is what it is. We'll see how how the. I can't wait to see what it looks like after more guys come back. I, like, I definitely want to see what Austin Rivers can do when when you know when he's healthy. Um, I even want. I like. I wouldn't mind seeing what Kid Gilchrist can give me if he's fucking healthy. But he's in the, He's been sick. Can I be what? honest with you? If let's say it's third quarter and we're down 10 and we need to really hanker down on defense, I don't have a problem of having Frank and, and Michael Kidd uh, Gilchrist on the floor together to give us that length and defense with, with mm-hmm. of course, Mitch or, or Nerlens back there. Um, you can have Obi or Randall because you have your help defense. So I, I, mm-hmm. I don't mind either one of them being on the floor. Um, but I, I don't like when people got upset about Michael Kidd Gilchrist, I'm like, you do know he can play defense, like, at a really high level. Like, it's not like – like, we don't look to him to score. That That's the only thing he can't do, like, at all, yeah. score. No, so, he can't do like, Alfred Payton 2.0. <laughs> right, exactly, just taller. So, it's like, yeah. if you can just defend really, really, really well and attack the basket when uh, when permitted, to me, it's a fine signing. Like, what's, what's the big deal? Like, play good defense. That's what the hell we need. It's what we've – we haven't had in forever. Play really good defense. Um, it's actually what the hell we did to to win this game is play good defense in the stretch. So to me, Michael Kidd Gilchrist guarding Kevin Durant, I'm not against it. Hell, it's it's what the hell we use Lance Thomas for. So yeah, basically. People, people got upset about <laughs> MKG. I'm like, dude, all y'all love Lance Thomas. He's essentially just a less offensive threat of Lance Thomas. Right. So I'm like, what's what's the big deal on that? To me, that's the guy. Like, right now, I'm telling you, don't fucking put Kevin Knox on Kevin Durant. Put Michael Kidd Gilchrist on Kevin Durant if he starts to get really hot. Like, late in the stretch, put put MKG in there, see what you can do. I mean, that's a guy, if, if he gets fouled out, who cares, right? 
So I'm like, use them, use them for that. Use them for your defense. Like, again, like we use Lance that that's all I'm saying. So MKG wasn't a bad signing. If he can still play defense at a high level. And I, I think he can. Yeah. I hope he could. I mean, he's still somewhat, I mean, relatively young. Um, I know he wants to resurrect his career, but I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Best place. Huh? I said it's the best place to do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're not paying him too much. Uh, he's just got to work into the rotation. I mean, he's been sick, so it's hard to see where he is in the rotation if he's in the rotation at all. But yeah. um, I think we'll when they released when they released that other big man. It was to to shore up that that spot for MKG. That was my mindset. Well, my, the the problem is like there, we have we had twenty people so far. We've only shit. Uh, who do we? Re- the last person we waved. Well, the thing is, we've been waving a lot of guys we just recently signed, and that's a lot. A lot of those guys are just for the G League. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's he's, no one's safe still. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, very fair. Um, all right. Were there any more uh, things that stood out to you for this game before we get to all around NBA uh, NBA news? Um. Anything else? Not really. Um, I was nice to see Dotson again. I like Dotson. I kind of miss Dotson. Not that he did much for Cleveland today, but, you know, he started. and I did see his highlight know. from his last game where he crossed over somebody and then hit Oh, the depot. Yeah, he hit that, that three. I was like, okay, Dot, you showing them you, you got game. And, and, and I will say we, we used him wrong. Um, yeah. He's definitely a guy that if we weren't so guard heavy – um, even though he can play a small forward, I would have loved to have kept Dotson. Me too. Um, but you just you're, you're overcrowded at the position, and you already don't know what the hell you're doing with the guys you got now. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah so adding another guy like that doesn't really help you. Um, but he he's somebody that, and we don't not, we don't often do this, me nor you, but wish people mm-hmm. that aren't on the team uh, well. But he's definitely a guy that I, I wish nothing but the best for. He was great for us. <laughs> He could have, uh, you know, complained a lot about not playing. He just put his head down and went to work, and we just ultimately couldn't figure out how to use him um, in a way that was beneficial for both sides. So hopefully Cleveland can, because I tell you this, they're not guard heavy in in the sense of guards that I think are, are way better than Dotson. Uh, right. <laughs> so there shouldn't be an issue about him getting playing time over there. Well, I I. I, I mean, getting playing time, yeah. But, the, I mean, he still has like, players to get through. He's got Kevin Porter Jr. is in his way. He has uh, Sexton is in his way. So, it's going to be tough. Do you think Do you think his advantage could be that he could play the three? Yeah, a little bit. They do have their rookie, Okoro, and they still have um, the, the Turkish dude, his name, um, who's been, who's starting. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, he's, yeah, he's not going to – Shit, yeah, I forgot. So yeah, I mean, it, I mean, they got guys that are in front of him. Right now, it's because they're not playing that he's playing. You know, so yeah. lucky for him. But at the end of the day, he's just depth. You know, while we're which on, is fine. While we're on Cleveland, I want to ask you this: uh, Is mm. it a, a done deal that Kevin Love is just going to retire a Cavalier? Maybe. I mean, I mean, once is. I mean, depends when when his contract expires. They could always trade it you know, at the end. of when you know one's about to expire i think if you're an nba team that's interested in kevin love it doesn't do you any justice to wait 
Um, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like if if he hasn't asked for a trade or no one's really sh- like I was really shocked Golden State didn't show interest after they lost uh Clay Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. the idea that you can go back to your all you know your your death lineup of shooting of having Draymond, Kevin Love, Kelly Oubre, um, Steph, and then whoever you want at your at your two. I don't I'm not that familiar with their roster. Um, mm-hmm. I was shocked they didn't go after him. Um, I'll be shocked if the season ends and they don't go after him. Uh, originally where, you know, I wanted him to go was Portland, but they obviously don't need him there. They don't really have any room for him there. They don't um, need him now. I yeah. Mean, at at the time. Him. Now they're pretty, they're pretty straight. Right. Um, and so, the they can't afford it. They have, I mean, Ubre, they paid him a lot. I mean, he, I mean, he's getting paid a lot and they, they, they barely fit him in. <laughs> That's true, but he has looked like he's been worth it so far these 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 last few. Yeah, years. I mean they needed him. I mean with with right. Clay out the whole year, that I mean, and they wanted to compete. They they needed somebody. <laughs> no, that's for sure, and it's gonna be sad to see them not make the playoffs. <laughs> um, <laughs> even yeah. adding him on, but um, no, I just I just wanted to ask because it, it kind of seems like he's okay just retiring a Cavalier, like you know mm-hmm. ultimately he's gotten what most people play their lives for and it's a championship. So I think, I don't think he's one of those guys. that's like, I got to go get another one. I think he's pretty content <laughs> saying that what? he's not made any fuss about wanting to be moved. That's my only reason why I, why I brought it up to you is because I mean, he has, but really? you know, no one's going to take that contract at the moment. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I completely missed that. I, di- I didn't know that he's, He's asked for a trade. I, I mean, he did, and, and and there was a moment where like he had an argument with the coach, and he like I swear to God, there was a moment he just walked away from a play. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> there he was he was trying, but it's his hardest. But LeBron left. Uh, it was like a couple months after, you know. I, I mean, I, I think it was last year at some point. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, it was, okay. It was you know, not long after he signed his contract. What, what do you expect? well here's the thing here's the thing um guy that's why i always say look you want your money or do you want to be competitive sometimes that does not mean both um and unfortunately his time in cleveland has completely uh uh tarnished him being an all-star player um so you weren't going to get both like you weren't going to have a franchise say hey we're competitive you're our missing piece and we're willing to pay you the max to be our missing piece. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're a long way away from that, Kevin Love. Um, the worst thing was coming to be the third fiddle for Kyrie and LeBron. Um, it, it really diminished his game completely. Um, I think people forget this is the same Kevin Love that was a walking 20 and 10 um, in his days in Minnesota. Um, Cause he just, you know, it's hard to be 20 and 10 when you have a guy that wants to be 30 and 10 and another guy that wants to just have 45 a game. Um, it's really hard for you to be a 20 and 10 guy if you're Kevin Love. Um, but yeah, all right, we, we can move on from that. I was just curious what, what you thought on that. Um, and poor Drummond, <laughs> poor goddamn Drummond. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, all right, what, what else is, I mean, we can talk Giannis's contract. You want to talk Giannis's contract? Um, shoot. Sure. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, I mean, we can talk about a little bit what, what we were going back and forth about in our, um, 
when we were messaging each other, which was, hey, look, you signed. You signed. So that means the roster that you got, that's the roster you got, my brother. Ain't nobody else bringing their ass to, to Milwaukee, especially with, with Middleton's contract uh, and, and now with Giannis's contract. Um, it, it's all the pressure's on you now. All the pressure is on you now. Um, there's no more room for excuses. Uh, Drew Holiday is a really great uh, addition to that team. And I mean great addition to that team. Um, that team should have two all-pro defensive players uh, coming, out of next, uh, coming out of this year. Um, so to me, I don't want to hear Miami. Miami got the best of you. Philly got the best of you. Boston. It's over for that. I'm running out of teams that have gotten the best of Milwaukee in these past few years. Um, do you think that the time more so than, than before it, it is now for Giannis uh, as far as where people have him? People were talking about last year he was like the top three best player in the NBA. And I'm like, sure, talent-wise, but that's not what you should gauge it by when you're talking about who's the best player in the NBA, you have to do more than just be a guy that can score a lot and get to 50 wins. You have to win when it matters. And he has not been able to do that for whatever reason you want to put it on him, not put it on him. We're not here for that. We're not a Milwaukee show, but do you think the pressure is on him now more so than ever before? I, I guess. Cause um, right now he's getting paid. Like before he was, he was getting paid, but not like, the most money in the league um now with the super max and uh i mean yeah the pressure is always going to be there um the fact that he hasn't been able to get to the finals um at all is is a detriment to his legacy as a as one of the best you know he's going to be a great player that can't get to the you know to the finish line at the very least to the finals um that'll be a stain on his you know on his rep can i say this because I, w- I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear on this. Not getting to the finals isn't what isn't what I'm judging him on, right? Because who's my favorite player? Negro's never been to the finals, so I'm obviously I'm obviously the last person that should gauge that about a player. What what bothers me about Giannis Joel is how these teams are beating him. Is is what's really bothering me. Like, you go to the first year he lost. I think they lost to the – and I could be mixing this up. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I think the first year was the Sixers. And the idea the Sixers had was the same idea every team has had after them, which was if you clog the paint and force them to shoot, we can win this series. And what bothers me about them is if they know that, you have to know that, Giannis, and you have to improve your shooting. And, and I don't I don't mean to make it sound like, you know, he's not doing that, but I'm like, y'all have to figure something out because that's like if people were like, well, all Shaq does is dunk. We're going to stop him from dunking. Shaq was the kind of guy that was like, okay, you can double me. I'll dunk on two people. Giannis isn't that guy. He's not the guy that's like, oh, man, the, the paint is crowded. I can still score and be dominant even being doubled. He's not that kind of guy, which is not a problem. But you have to figure out other ways to be effective, and he has not figured it out in the past three years. When well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what he has to change too, because the fact that you know if his jump shot's never going to come to 
you know, at the point where it needs it to get to. He's probably going to have to get maybe a little bit bigger and be more <laughs> dominant in the paint because at the end of the day, he's almost impossible to stop in the paint. But, you know, you get enough guys in there, you, you'll stop. But it's yes. just, he's tough. He's fucking huge and he's, he's like athletic as fuck. And if you play him, I play against him in 2K, he's almost impossible to stop. It's ridiculous. Um, but it's, it's going to be different. He has to learn how to score in many different ways, not just from the three-point line. He has to make open threes, but he also has to make the 15-footers. He has to, like, maybe, like, God forbid people learn how to use a hook shot. You know, there's a lot of different things he can learn so to weird. do. It's like, why won't he hook shot? It's like, why won't anybody hook shot? he would be? Well, no, yes, yes, <laughs> I agree to that. But you don't have many people, if anyone, that is his size and build that could get that off with with an arm in his face and still knock it down like he's that size and i'm just like i don't i really i really don't understand it and i'm like i don't know Giannis. the, the reason why i'm so hard on Giannis is if joel if he if he could shoot like you said just a 15 just a 15 right i mm-hmm. i think he could be unstoppable in the best player in the nba but i'm so hard on him because could you picture if all Durant could do is shoot and his shot wasn't hitting and he couldn't drive to the lane and we're just looking at him like, dude, you got to figure something else out. Or remember when LeBron, like when the Spurs were just like, he can't shoot, like just stop him from driving. LeBron said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go to the lab next year. What did he do? He could shoot really bad, like a lot better than he could before because he said, no, there's no way you're going to box me in like that. So if we're approaching all these other stars to where it's like you need to improve on your game if one aspect isn't working, we can't let Giannis off because he's in Milwaukee and he's a really nice guy. Like, no, man, improve your game. Because I can tell you this now, if Milwaukee is a top three seed in the East and they get to the Eastern Conference Finals and whatever team it is that he faces does to him what Miami did last year, or let's not count last year because he got hurt. Let's say Boston what Boston did to him the year before, I got no, I got nothing else to expect from Giannis. Like, I, to me, he's a top 10 player, and he's bottom five. Bottom five. Um, so, to me, this is the year that I'm like, dude, there's, no, there's nothing else you can do to showcase people that you're great besides winning. And it's like you got to get over that hump. Because me and you say it all the time, Joel, when the playoffs start, the rosters shrink not the rosters, I'm sorry, the lineup shrink, which means I can focus in on you being a driver because my lineups are more catered to just you. I'm not Mm. worried about playing 80 different teams in six weeks. I'm playing you over the course of the next two weeks. I can focus in on that. Um, And he's shown that when that comes, (laughs) when that time comes, he's stuck. So, um, yeah, this to me is a big year for him. This is a big year, especially with Kevin Durant coming back. Um, it already makes it harder on, on Giannis with Durant coming back. Kawhi obviously still here. LeBron's still here. We're getting – and then did you see the game Zion and Brandon Ingram just had the other night? Yeah, very nice. I'm like, stars are rising, Giannis, and we're in a league where it's easy to forget about guys. Um, and it's like, don't be that guy we have to forget about. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let it happen. Cause it's, it's rising. John Morant is, is thriving. 
Um, oh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, Joel. Mm. Neither me nor you are, are, are Atlanta Hawk fans, right? So right. we are very – we're outside looking in. So we're giving our honest opinions as people who aren't fans of the team, but we like some of the players. I said this to my dad yesterday. This year will be the year that Atlanta Hawk fans will either realize, will either um, thrive or regret not having Luka. And the reason why I say that is this roster is as good as you can get for a second or third year guy like Trey Young, right? This is mm -hmm. a, you can even agree, this is a great roster they have. Right. Right. So, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying Trey Young has to win a championship. I'm not saying that. But if this team isn't a five seed at the worst and makes it deep, maybe let, let's say they get bounced in the second round, but it's like a tough seven, you know, seven game series. He played his heart out, but the other team was just better. Like they went up against the Celtics or something, whatever. He has to make a deep run. Cause I can tell you this right now. If Luca had this roster, we'd be talking about, all right, well, can we, can we make room? <laughs> for our Mavericks Western Conference Finals because Luka would easily make this roster immensely better because he can get these guys open like crazy. Um, mm -hmm. So to me, it's like if you're a Hawks fan, this is a year for Trey Young to show you why you decided to take him over Luka. This is the year to do it. Trey Young has the talent. He now has the help. This is the year to prove it. Um, do, do you feel that way or do you still kind of feel like Trey Young is still super young? You know, it might still be another year or two. Yeah, I do believe they're going to be good. I do expect them to make the playoffs. I don't have them in the middle of the East. I have them like make like eighth, eight or seven. Oh, wow. Um, okay. oh, it's not that far from five. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I just, no I, I, the reason why I said wow was to me, I, I, I thought of who the fifth seed could be. Like, let's say the fifth seed is. Uh, Toronto. <laughs> Toronto or or in or Indiana. Mm -hmm. I think the I think the Hawks roster is better than Indiana or Toronto. I don't think they're significantly better. I think they're good. Not, not significantly better, but I'll tell you okay, let me break it down like this. I think Trey Young gives more to his team than Siakam will this year. Yeah. Uh, at least offensively, for sure. Right. So, um, to me, I think what Trey Young gives can lead to more wins than what Siak. Like, all right, so you look at it and you assume Siakam is the best player on, on Toronto, or do you think it's Kyle Lowry? I, no, it's probably Siakam. Okay. So, I, now, at least. I think Trey Young is a better player for the Hawks than Siakam is for um, Toronto, in it turning into wins. So, that's why I said – if you picture the Raptors as a five seed, I could mm. see uh, Atlanta being a better a better team winning wise than Toronto this year. So that's how I looked at it. That's why I said wow when you were like seven. I mean, but I look at it like this. I mean, I mean, he gave them everything last year and they were trash. You know, it's just. But I know with the roster is different. But to me, defensively, they're not that different. No, not <laughs> like, defensively, but a lot of those games where they got um, they just couldn't keep up offensively won't be a problem this year now yes will it still be a problem of you stopping other people 100 yeah. but yeah. There were that's what's gonna give toronto leg up is that they were losing even... last year because they just couldn't keep up offensively that won't be a problem this year 
we'll see. You know, they have they have good players. Um, they're at the very least. I gotta look at the roster again. At least seven or eight men deep. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. trying to think who the roster. I mean, let's go over it. You want to go over the like what the rotation yeah. might be? Yeah, sure. We can do that. All right. You need me to bring it up, or you got it? Um. I can look it up. Hold on. Um, right, well, I, I can do the starters at least. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, they got Trey Young. At least, at least this is what I'm projecting because I'm not sure. Because I know they switched it up to um, so far in the preseason. Because uh, I had Bogdanovich starting, but I know they started in one game and and they, he came off the bench the second game. So I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> um, uh, then you got Hunter was starting, who I expected. Um, Collins, and then of course, um. Capella, right? So that's their starting five. Their that's bench tough, obviously you got Gallo, huh? I said that's a tough starting five. No, it's good. It's a really good starting five. Um, then you got you got Gallinari. That's the big one. That's off the bench. Um, that that would probably be their sixth man. Rob uh, with Gallo, I think, will be great. Uh, you got uh, what's his name? Um, the young guy. I like him. Oh my goodness, DeAndre. No, he's starting. Oh shoot, not DeAndre. I'm sorry. Um, you're not talking. Uh, you talking Reddish? I, I, here you go. Yeah, Cam Reddish is gonna probably. Uh, they got Okongwu. They got Reddish. They got Rondo. Um, that's nice. That's really nice. And then they got Herder. You know, so they have de- decent, at least ten guys. Nine. I mean, nine at, at the worst. You and know. I love Snell. I'm a huge fan of Tony Snell. I'm not. <laughs> Really? Okay. All right. No. Really? <laughs> so, I like no. the snow a lot. <laughs> so the snow was 100% from the free throw line for most of last year. Do you know why? No. Because <laughs> he was only at the line maybe three or three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think Rondo. I think Rondo could help Tony Snell out a lot. Um, I, I didn't. I, I must have missed it. What, what were you saying about Chris Dunn? You had you had Chris Dunn at, at year two. I have Chris Dunn nowhere. Um, he he has to work to get into that rotation. I don't know if at the moment there's ten guys. I don't know if Dunn's gonna get in. Okay, no problem. No, they have them though. They got Dunn and they got um Snell. <laughs> I tell you this, Dunn's gonna get in a lot because Rondo's not playing seventy-two games or seventy however many yeah. games. So sure. that's when Dunn will get in for sure. Yeah, they could definitely use a third guard. Chris Dunn's a great defender, um, really good defender. Um, can play multiple positions defensively, um, so he might get in. I don't know. At the moment, the, the ten guys I got playing, I don't have done in that rotation at the moment. I mean, not not when eventually they start they shorten it, unless it's situational, you know. Yeah, no. Well, like I said, I, I, I think this team could be a fifth seed. Uh, that might be, you know, I might be a little, you know, a little off my rockers on that. But I, I really like that roster. I, I really, 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 really like that roster. I like it too. Uh, would you say? I said I like them too. Um, Yeah, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, a few more teams here. I wanted to talk about Golden State. Uh, what are your realistic expectations for Golden State this year? Outside looking in? I don't know. I mean, Wes is deep. I got to see how, how they play uh, at full strength because I'm not sure who's – like, if they're at full strength, I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. But 
I don't know. Like, I haven't really seen Draymond. <laughs> I haven't seen the rookie. I haven't seen. Oh, that's uh, true. That's true. There's a couple guys. I'm like, are they playing? Are they not playing? <laughs> if it's serious, I hope it's not serious. Um, What's crazy for me is, as much as I want Golden State back in the in the playoffs, I think Golden State in the playoffs is good for basketball. Steph is very entertaining. But I'm one of those guys that finds it really hard to believe that Popovich misses the playoffs two years in a row. I'm not of that that Pop won't figure it out and make the playoffs this year. However low it may be. It could be at literally at an eighth seed um, and bounce out in the first round. But I find it really hard to believe that he misses the playoffs twice. I also find it really hard to believe Chris Paul does not make the playoffs with the Phoenix Suns. Um, yeah, yeah. Him making – him joining the Western – I mean, he's already on the West Coast, but him joining the Suns. Yes. Yeah, definitely – you know, because the Thunder automatically, at least you assume, hit the hit rock bottom. <laughs> like, which they're which not the Thunder, with all the goddamn assets you got, it's not the horrible position to be in. No. Um, and I think you have your franchise player as of now with Shea Gilgis uh, Alexander. Going yeah, one at least. Right, right, right. Um, so I mean, they're not in a horrible. They're not like um, Jordan leaving the Bulls. Like they're they're no. somewhat in a better position than most teams would be losing someone like Chris Paul, but right, he, mad assets. Right, Chris Paul is about to make Devin Booker a million times better, and DeAndre Ayton like a a, a real time big man in this league. Um, so I don't see them not making the playoffs. Albeit, I again I could see it at seven or eight. Um, but those are two teams that didn't make the playoffs last year that I find it really hard to believe won't make it this year. So that's why I'm like Golden State. I don't know. It'll be a tough one. It'll be a real tough one. The only team that I, I mean, let's see, I got Minnesota, maybe Oklahoma City. I don't, I don't, I don't see them making it possibly um, to Wait, the playoffs. Minnesota making it? I not making it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Go ahead. Um, I don't know about Sacramento. And the others have a chance. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Those three, I'm not really confident in, but the others. And the biggest, the biggest thing we have to keep an eye on, Joel, is I loved that first preseason game of John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins. I think they're going to be so good for each other and so good if they can stay healthy. Right. Um, but if that team realistically loses James Harden at some point of this season, I'm not putting money on John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins leading that team to the playoffs. So that's another team that made it last year that could possibly, depending on a trade or not, uh, yeah. not make it this year. Yeah, it depends on what they get back and, you know, really, I mean, that's a lot of depending. Well, I'll tell you this. i tell you this. If, I mean, I'm just thinking about it. I don't know. The only team that I, I, I ever thought the Rockets could trade Harden with and get something back well enough to still be really competitive is Brooklyn. And I, I, I don't see Brooklyn willing to let go of everything that Houston's going to ask for. So I don't know any other team that could give them pieces enough. I still think John Wall and DeMarcus can lead that team to the playoffs over a San Antonio or Phoenix or even Golden State to a degree. Um, so if they lose Harden, I do have them on the outside looking in. Depends. Yeah. Depends. It's really depends on with who and what they get back. Um, so, so let me ask you this. Let's say they get back really solid role players. You trust John Wall? To lead that team, if he's healthy with Demarcus, if they're healthy, I could, I could see. It. Okay, no problem. 
Yeah. Like, let's say they do it with Miami and get Tyler Hero and a whole bunch of other pieces. I think it's possible. Ooh, okay, here's here's the crazy thing. And I know you were just throwing that out. I, I know you weren't, like, standing on that. But the tough thing about that trade is going to be my, uh, Houston's going to say, yeah, the, the kind of style that um, D'Antoni played last year, I don't want that. So I want Bam Adebayo. No. <laughs> I want James Harden. If not, Miami, right. there's, there's no way you give that guy up. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're going to definitely want Tyler Hero, and I, I just don't see Miami wanting to move Tyler Hero. <laughs> not, this early, not this early. Not when he's still growing. Um, that's the kind of – because here's the thing if you're Miami, right? You right now have a team that could be competitive 10 years from now, right? Like, obviously, Jimmy Butler won't last that much longer, but Hero, Duncan, Adebayo, uh, you have a nucleus that you could build with going forward. You trade that up to get Harden you better win at least two championships before him and Jimmy Butler call it quits um, for that to be worth it. Uh, and, and we saw Brooklyn think that that was worth it to get Garnett and Pierce, and it wasn't. <laughs> so obviously Harden's way better than those two were at that time, but it has to be a sure thing if you're Miami and you're letting go of those those young guys. Yeah, uh, but that's the only other team I think that they would – Honestly, like what except pieces from? <laughs> like, I mean, those shit. pieces are better than most of the other pieces they can get elsewhere. I mean, shit. I thought the biggest mistake they made was I think they made the wrong swap. The swap I would have made if I was Houston was Bradley Beal for James Harden. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Washington was definitely not moving Bradley Beal. Well, would they have been in? Well, I'll say this. You're right. Yes, you're right. But if Bradley Beal wanted to leave, that's the that's the most ideal trade to to make. Yeah, but it, it's realistically <laughs> fair, very fair. Um, but yeah, I, Harden's the biggest question mark to me when it comes to Houston. I'm, I'll even say, regardless of pieces, I still. All right, so let's go through this. Lakers, right? Let's say Lakers. We're not putting them in order. Of of one through eight, we're just naming eight teams that we know that we think will make the playoffs, right? Well, right, let's right. Go, let's go Lakers. Let's okay. go Clippers. Uh, yes, I would say yes. Let's go Mavericks. Uh, maybe. Oh, you have them as a maybe? Then let's 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 take them out. I only want I only want definitives in in this top eight, and then we can okay. we can figure out who who can make it in. Uh, all, right. all right. So at number three, uh, Portland Trailblazers. Uh, yes. Okay. At number four, Utah Jazz. Yes. Okay. Number five, Denver Nuggets. Yes. Number six, Spurs. Maybe. Okay, let's take them out. Number six, um, Suns. Maybe. Oh, no, let's take them out. I, I thought I thought you were with the Suns. <laughs> I was, but I, I still I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're at six. So we got three more. Uh who, all right, I'll, I'll do this. You pick the last three. Clippers. No, we said Clippers. They were number two. They were? Yeah, all right. So let's go over this again. All right. Lakers, Clippers, Mavericks, Utah. I said I said maybe to the Mavericks. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Let's start over. Lakers, <sighs> Clippers, Utah, Denver. um, Portland. Portland. That's who I'm missing. Sorry, Portland. So that's five. Who's the last? Yeah. Uh, we said, I said Utah, Denver, Portland, LA, LA. 
Yep. How much is that? Five. <laughs> Five is that? Five. Um, I don't have anybody else's definitive. <laughs> so you think it's the Wild Wild West for the last three? I think so. I mean, I think Dallas has a chance. Golden State, Houston, Memphis, San Antonio, New Orleans, Phoenix. There's a chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't even I didn't even calculate um New Orleans just because I I don't know. Last year I thought they they were competitive enough to make it and they couldn't yeah. it out. It's um, tough. To me, I only have five, I guess. That that five that I is could, I'm comfortable saying they're in. Okay. I, I thought you would have been more uh more sure on Luca. Um, but I understand, no. you. I understand you. No, not because it's mainly because if Porzingis is healthy, then yeah, you know. I, I'll say this: even with Porzingis not being healthy, I think Luca could squeeze out being a six or seven seed. Yeah, I don't like them enough to care. <laughs> That's your Porzingis bias, though. No. <laughs> Can't have them being good either. So um no, okay, yeah. That's that's your that that's our Dallas and Porzingis bias. So okay, all right. So let's ignore them. Um yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Wild Wild West. I, I don't have I don't have Memphis as high as a lot of people do heading into this season. Because the problem right now is they're not really healthy. So when they get everybody back, I would love to see what that team looks like when everybody I think that team would look really good. I still think it would look really good on the outside looking in. Uh, I think they need another piece. I don't know what that piece is, but they I need more bench pieces because right now they have a de- like one healthy. They have a decent starting five. Like I don't know how Justice. Um, yeah, I don't know how Justice one is going to fit on that team. Well, to me, use them somewhat like Miami was was using them before they let him go, which is as a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, um, I mean, I thought that was. Around. I just want to see how it fits. I want to see it. <laughs> you know, I want to see how it fits. Because I like Brooks, and I like John, and I like Triple J, and I like um, Valanciunas. So they have a good starting five when everything else said good. Kyle okay. Their bench is not too spectacular. I like Brandon. Um, my God, the rookie from last year. What's his name? Shit. I completely forgot. <laughs> he was really good. Uh, Brandon Clark, I think it was. Um yeah, Brandon Clark. He was really good last year. So they need a stronger bench to really be a threat. But you know, they have a, they're 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 gonna be fun to watch when when healthy. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So let's end this on the Knicks. Um obviously we spoke about tonight's game. Uh we don't know really what to look forward to uh on Friday as as far as um our lineup, because uh, Frank is back healthy. Uh, you know, Alec Burks is back from his personal stuff. Um, the rotations will obviously look different. So we won't speak on that. I want to speak on the biggest thing that I've seen on a few Nick pages was um, Nick fans speaking on the James Harden situation. Mm. And the reason why I want to speak on this is the Knicks have to be smart in this sweepstakes because I'm going to tell you this now. Houston more so than not is going to trade him where he does not want to be to maximize their assets. Right. Some team is going to get desperate enough that says, I I want Harden. Take whatever Mm -hmm. you want. I want Harden. We cannot be that team. We cannot be that team. Do you feel the same way? 
I think uh, we've done a good job most of the summer not being that team. <laughs> so I, I assume it'll probably continue into the regular season. Um, I, I, my problem with, with James is at this point, as good as he is, um, he's on the, he's what, 30, 31 or whatever. Yeah. So he's already in his 30s. Um, he has, what, four years left maybe on his contract or three. Um, he's still, he'll probably still ball out those next couple of years. I'm not saying he won't. But, you know, I want to have someone more long-term, and I don't want, like, a window. And I think he, he's a win. Like you said with Miami, that he, you got to win it. You literally only have, like, three years to win that shit <laughs> with, with, with Harden. You know, I want someone long. I want someone a little bit younger if I'm going to give up a lot of assets. So and, I don't think Harden's the, the answer. And here's my biggest thing for Knicks fans that I want them to understand. When you don't do a rebuild, right? Like you don't actually go through the process of a rebuild and you put it off, you're only delaying the inevitable. Like getting players that are towards the end of their prime, whether it's a Westbrook or it was a John Wall or it was a James Harden. Um, Even if we got Kevin Durant and Kyrie, it's still temporary. These guys, like we weren't getting Kyrie and Kevin Durant at 20. We're getting them in their 30s, which means what? that window is small. So when they're gone, guess what we have to do, Nick fans? Rebuild. So it's like, yes, ideally, would Nick fans like to rebuild how the Yankees are able to rebuild every four or five years? Of course. But that's not realistic to Nick's basketball. So it's like, take this. Embrace this. Embrace bringing up our youth. Embrace seeing what RJ could be. Seeing what Obi could be. Kevin, Frank quickly um and then if something falls in your lap if Damian Lillard can't get it done and he says I want to go then you look into it but at this point stop trying to delay the inevitable I even don't like that it sounds like our head coach is trying to delay the inevitable we don't need to win now if it's at the expense of just revisiting the same pain five ten years from now like no I want it to be to where we're Golden State like Golden State completely changed their fortunes to where six years ago, a lot of people were like, oh, they're coming, but we still don't really respect them. And then when they got on, they're on. They're on so much now, Joel, that they lost Clay Thompson, and we're still talking about the possibility of them making the playoffs. That's how on they've become. I want that to be for the Knicks to where we're just on again, you know, and it's not at a sacrifice of, of the win now. The Warriors, people keep forgetting, they built. They built that. That wasn't, oh, they bought Steph Curry, you know, at his best. They bought Clay at his best, Draymond at his best. No, they built that. Nick fans, let's build that, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Let's build that. And then you can do what Golden State did, which is welcome an all-star. Let's welcome an all-star to this team that, that's already on the come up to really take us to that next level. That's mostly – that's the most ideal way to do it. Um, that's all I want Nick fans to realize is that it's that possible. It's just smart draft, uh, draft picking. And it's all about development. Nick's haven't had good development with their youth in the past 10 years. So it looks like we are on a good path with these guys. Let's build our youth, build up like golden state did, and then bring in a guy like Damian Lillard to take us to where we need to be because we are, excuse me. We already have RJ solidified Knox, Obi and Mitch. And we just need someone to really take us over the hump. Um, but if we keep waiting for saviors to land in our lap, we'll have this miserable feeling for, for another two decades. 
So we just got to embrace this rebuild uh, from the top all the way down. And then, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes our way. But winning changes everything. And that's what Nick fans, because they're not used to it, don't understand is that winning changes everything. All that culture bullshit Durant was talking about, essentially he only went to Brooklyn because they were easier to navigate than a team that hasn't made the playoffs in years. Um, ultimately, nope. winning is why they went to Brooklyn over Madison. Um, so that's all you got to do. Just win. Win and reestablish that true New York culture. That's I mean, he's also soft. That's all. Yes. No, 100%. Okay. You know what? I shouldn't have used him. New, the Nets are more appealing because they've been winning. Uh, they've looked more competitive than the Knicks have. So it's easier to go to something that's already groomed than to try to right. spin something and groom it. Um, so that's what I meant. I, I shouldn't have used Durant because you're right. He is soft. Uh, him and his little, uh, his little, um, his little poodle, Kyrie. Um, yes. Ultimately, Chihuahua. Yeah, Chihuahua. <laughs> no, you know what? Chihuahuas pack a mean little bite. I wouldn't even give that to, to Kyrie. I, 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 I'd say he's whatever is worse than, than that. Um, <laughs> but but yes, winning changes the culture. And that essentially is what people keep saying is missing from Madison. It's the allure of winning. Um, so if you bring that back, people will come flocking. And then we, we will be in a position where we can say, oh, no, 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 no. Remember, you didn't want to be here. Uh-uh, we good now. That's where we have to build up. But that only comes from winning. So let's let's build it. Let's build it and get there. I agree. That's all I got, man, for the Knicks. Is there anything else basketball-wise you wanted to talk? No, I think we got through most of it, at least. So I think we did a good job. I think it was a good game today. We'll play again Friday. Um, I think it's the last preseason game. Yeah, yeah, the regular season, which is came right before our eyes. The regular season's next week. Yeah, I mean, let's say we got our win today. Uh, we're going to have struggles. Like, today was just the beginning. We're gonna have, we're gonna be playing better teams down the line, and we're gonna be frustrated. And just understand that this team probably won't look good again. I will say our first five games are really tough. Yeah, that doesn't help. That you know we got right right off the bat we got a, we got tough competition. So yeah, it's gonna be tough. And I I do hope you know people are patient and understand that this team is young, and hopefully the young guys are the ones getting the minutes at the end of the day. Uh, the vets will get their minutes, of course, but you know, if the young guys are winning, the young guys should be playing. That's all I ask for. And all I ask for, for this next team this year is start the season the way you did last year, which was you were in the games. You just couldn't pull it out. This roster is way better suited to pulling out games than they were last year. Uh, and honestly, they're just better coached. Um, obviously right. we still have to see it, but they have a better coach is what I mean. Um, right, right, right. So to me, that game against Brooklyn where RJ just got lost on Kyrie on that last play uh, where mm -hmm. Kyrie kind of did the step back. You have a coach now that kind of coaches you up to where it's like, don't do that. Don't, don't let them, don't let them lose you on that. Uh, you play up on them. You play up. And if he drives by you, you got help. Um, but you do not let him, him ditch you and, and get that, that, uh, that three for the win. Um, so to me, if we're in games where it's, a basket we need or two or three baskets we need from winning a game. I, I trust this roster and this coaching staff more than I do last year's roster and coaching staff. So if we can have last year where we're 
we're closing games. We just got to pull them out. I feel good about that. I feel good about that. Me too. Me too. Here's to hoping, man. Friday is a good game, and next Wednesday, whatever the twenty third is, is when we play. I think who who's our first game? Isn't it the the uh, Pacers? Oh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's the Pacers. Usually, we start our season on the Spurs, but I think it's the Pacers. Um, we'll so probably I, guess it. Yeah. <laughs> play that team tough, man. And all I can ask for is when Brooklyn comes to uh, to Madison, or when we go to our second home, which is uh, Brooklyn. Um, just don't let them punk you out. That's that's all I could ask for. Just don't let them come come here to New York because they're not a New York team. They're a New Jersey team. Don't let them come to the state of New York and punk you out. This is your home. All of New York. Hear me, Brooklyn fans. All of New York is the Knicks, is the Knicks, uh, the Knicks playground. Yeah. You're a New Jersey team, so just remember that. Expansion team. Right, exactly. Right. You're like <laughs> you're essentially Seattle to Oklahoma. So, you know, just remember that. Um, yep. but just you know, don't be punked out this year. We got a lot of young guys, but we got a lot of tough guys, and Austin Rivers ain't taking no shit. So <laughs> I need that and I like that. Austin Rivers could be a smaller Marcus Morris for us, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um so only- yeah. That's all I got, man. Um, I will be podding with you sooner rather than later. We got the Mandalorian coming up uh, this week, so we'll be talking sooner than that. But I look forward mm-hmm. to us maybe potting about Friday's game and how we feel looking heading into the, the regular season. We can maybe do one more pod before the start of the regular season. All right, let's, try, let's try to fit it in. Yeah, let's try to fit it in. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more, but this has been a great episode of Hashtag Nick's tape podcast uh i hope you guys not only enjoy the name but the artwork that joel worked hard on yeah um make sure you guys give us give joel a shout out for that um and we're going to continue to bring uh you guys nick's uh nick's takes and i will say we will find a way to incorporate it if the knicks i mean not the knicks the uh giants and the patriots make the playoffs we will find a way to expand it a little bit into uh talking about those teams too um, so fingers crossed for all you giant fans and not many Patriot fans in the New York area, but <laughs> you Patriot fans out there in the world. There's some other weirdos out there. There's more than you would think, man. When when I tell you I've seen a lot of Patriot jerseys in the state of New Jersey than I think I've ever seen in my life. It's it's a lot. Um but to be fair, uh, this is a Knicks podcast, so that'll be our focus. But I will not leave out the team in the New York football giants that I picked to win their division if they win the division. We will yep. talk about it. If uh, they great, yes. If they don't, we won't talk football at all. But if they do, <laughs> if they do, we are giving them some love. But um, till next time, Joel. Till next time. Peace.